Come on, man. And with the local DBC news, Ellen Cool J with a triumphant comeback. state gives you the money is the city agreeing to take ownership of the property here's where we are right now as i said first of all let's talk about the word commitment because that keeps getting thrown around who's committed as we sit here this morning as i told i told the media yesterday the only money committed was a request by me that would still require us to take the land that was all of our delegation, including uh, Representative Andrade, is that no, uh, the city, it is not responsible for the city to take a half-funded project. So that's a kind of a condensed down, and I'm so, I apologize, that was a bad edit, and that's my fault for it. But uh, Mayor D.C. Reeves, with us on Wednesday, responding to Alex Andrade's uh, request on Friday, last Friday, that he give a very simple yes or no answer to the question of, if we give you seven eight million dollars from the state to fund the Baptist property de- demolition and acquisition by the city, will you pledge to take ownership of the property? And DC, um, I mean, he said no. He said I can't promise that because I don't know what the other cost might be. And I th- we all understand his position. I understand Alex's position. Um, but the question now is, well, and how does this project move forward without that? clear, bright line kind of commitment uh, from Mayor Reeves, uh, again, which I think for very understandable reasons, but still, there you go. Uh, so joining us now, we have Alex uh, Andrade. He is the state representative for District 2. During session, we typically have him on every Friday morning because he's a really good resource for all the things going on in the House, and uh, you know, uh, uh, so I like to ask him these questions and others, but Alex, welcome back to the Pensacola Morning News, sir. Hey, good morning. Thanks for having me on, Andrew. Absolutely. So that's, you know, I don't want to dwell on this too much because we've talked about it quite a bit already, but it's a huge project. And so you've said you, you're you're obviously committed to helping get this project across the finish line. The county told me no this week. They're not interested in taking it over. So it's the city. Um, what's the path forward now? Uh, uh, you know, uh, if, if, if partners like the state, you know, partners like me say, happy to help, here's, the very simple thing I need, um, and it's and it's not done. I mean, like uh, the state's going to get some money; it's just going to be less money. And um, you know, best of luck to the the mayor and pursuing other sources of funding. How how much less? I don't know. Okay. Um, but it'll it'll, it'll probably be, it'll be less than seven or eight. It'll probably be maybe if I already guessed, it'll probably be around five. Okay, which makes obviously I mean, uh, climbing I mean, the sixteen million dollar uh, hill harder. But okay, all right. The and, the the ask from my side was three. The ask, uh, I think, yeah, the ask from my side was three. So um, you know, I'm happy to just try and make Senator Broxton's life easier and getting about five. You can always get more, but um, it, that's what it's already guess. Um, just the word salad and stuff. Yeah, just clear no. It's perfectly fine. No harm, no foul. We'll keep moving forward and let me know, you know, when you are able to make that commitment. So just to follow up, because I want to get to some of your bills, but if if Mayor Reeves won't say clear, yes, we'll take ownership of the property and with a um, a soft yes, which maybe I could describe it that way, you can get five. Why? Why is a soft yes good for five, but not good for seven or eight? No, 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 that's uh, one. It's not soft. Yes, uh, saying 
they have like grant money in a bank account from the state, the state money sitting in a bank account um, that they're also apparently willing to walk away from. Um, it, it's it's a hard no right now. Okay, so well, um, well, rephrase then. If a no but, is still adequate for five, why isn't a no adequate for seven or eight? The difference is, is that if I were the appropriations chair on the House side, I wouldn't ever be worried about being caught out as a liar. Um, but I'm a sub-chair, and I have to always justify my projects. Senator Broxton is the appropriations chair. He doesn't have to explain why he wants to fund, and he can be more satisfied with a weaker response. I can't be. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, that's, I mean, it's discouraging, but I, you know, I, I like I said before, I, I understand everybody's side on this and I just wish we could come up with a better, uh, you know, end landing spot than we're at right now. Uh, we're yeah. talking, talking, I mean, uh, like, I, oh no, I was, I was saying, no, we can, we can move on. I was pretty direct. I mean, it, yeah, no need to keep discussing. That's, that. that's what I thought too. So but yesterday I was watching you argue your defamation bill, which I know a lot of people raise questions about. Um, I thought, I thought it was interesting. The part where you told them for the people who are criticizing the bill for raising the prospect of frivolous litigation or discouraging journalism, uh, you basically said, do y'all not know Florida law? We do have anti-slap laws in place, right? Yeah. Um, so it, that, that, that part was the funniest part. So, uh, Bobby Block, I love Bobby Block. He works at the the, um, uh, the First Amendment, not the First Amendment Foundation. Uh, well, maybe the First Amendment Foundation. It's it's the you know, a state organization that you know, sports the sunshine law and provides resources and advocates. But he just he dusted off a speech that he gave about every single bill that they decide to oppose, and it had nothing to actually do with this bill. And um, so I, I had to get up there and, and just say, listen, the sky's not falling. Um, we're just talking about which get-out-of-jail-free cards people still have to egregiously defame, lie about somebody in a publication. I'm not even saying, like, there shouldn't be get-out-of-jail-free cards. We're just debating about which ones should exist. And then I had to go explain to them what the what the slap, the slap statute states, like the slap act states. Um, fun fact, the slap act was passed, I think, in, like, 2011 or 2013, um, it was uh, sponsored by Jared Moskowitz. It was co-sponsored by none other than Matt Gates. You know, so like, it's. It, I always love when there's like tidbits of history out there. Yeah, but, both um, of whom are in yeah, Congress the, now, right? The slapback. Yeah, the slapback punishes people. The slapback punishes people who file frivolous lawsuits in the defamation space to try and shut somebody up. Like, if we had the slapback in 1963. Um, we wouldn't have had New York Times versus Sullivan because the whole purpose of that statute is designed to prevent those frivolous lawsuits trying to to prevent someone from engaging in open debate. And 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 that you know that's historically one of the problems you have had is that you know powerful people use the law as a way of stifling journalism or free expression. And that's where New York Times versus Sullivan came in. And then, as you say, the anti-slap is meant to cut down on that problem. And now it seems the pendulum has swung the other way where, you know, outlets feel like they're protected to defame somebody on the basis of anonymous sourcing. And that can't be the landing point either. That's what your bill is trying to bring back in. So I think I'm probably alone among media people thinking that this is uh, maybe a good idea, maybe a great idea. We'll just kind of have to see how it plays out. Um, I am curious about the uh, the charter school bill you had filed that this is the one that would allow cities to help sponsor a charter school and you, that got postponed right yeah so um uh, i filed the bill and it's 
it's had a really good reception. Um, but at the same time, because uh, we're not sure how many other education bills might pass this year, I had to take on some pretty big policy and then it on my bill. Um, so because it's a little bit broader than conversion charter schools, it's going to change the title of the bill from conversion charter schools to just charter schools. And so by rule in the Florida House, if you change the title, the bill can't be considered that same day. It has to be TP'd, and then uh, it'll get picked up next week in the same committee. And, um, you know, so long as it gets voted, gets a vote of support from the members of that committee, it'll, it'll move on. Uh, but, no, I'm feeling, I'm feeling cautiously optimistic that that bill might pass. Okay. Um, I know you uh, sometimes, at least when you're in town and even when you're not sometimes, you get a chance to listen to the show. Um, and I've been talking a lot about term limits. That's a bill Michelle Salzman is running. But, of course, it's a bill that I believe you support, unless I'm mistaken. Um, I think she's supposed to put on an amendment today because a Senate co-sponsor of their version of it wants it to be 12 years for county commissioners, not eight years for county commissioners. I have spent a lot of time this week arguing for and against term limits. I'm very concerned not, I mean, I mean, term limits is itself an interesting topic. What concerns me most about this bill is that it's doing it through statute rather than through referendum. And it seems to me like if the people want to limit our ability to vote in the future by voting today on who we can and can't vote for in the future, uh, I'll live with that. But the legislature voting to tell the people who we can and can't vote on in the future troubles me. Yeah, I, I understand that perspective. Like, Term limits is one. Term limits is a topic where it's, you know, it's kind of six one way, half dozen the other to me. Um, you can make good, valid arguments on both sides for a lot of this policy, okay. and ultimately, I think the reason you can make good, valid arguments on both sides is because there's no guarantee it's going to do anything beneficial. So, you just kind of, you know, in theory, I support term limits. Um, uh, I'll probably vote for the bill, uh, but. Uh, I don't really know if it's going to solve any any problems in the next, you know, 12, 30 years. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, uh, Commissioner Bergashi made the comment the other day that if you go look at the history of who's been in office in Escambia County, there's not a lot of major long-term serving, you know, that, and which is true. You know, you get turnover even when you don't have term limits. So, uh, And I, I, I sometimes think that people like term limits because that's their way of getting rid of certain politicians that they don't like particularly. I don't mean that the legislature versus – I mean, you know, some people here in Escambia County don't like certain commissioners. They like term limits because they view that as the last resort because they can't persuade the voters, you know, and that troubles me too because you – know, Exactly. But, yeah. but 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 also the concern about the uh, you know the kind of the, the the primary with multiple people and winning with the plurality that structure is problematic too for me so uh, lots of thoughts about this obviously um, last thing and this is just a, I'm curious you sometimes have I mean you obviously have your finger on the pulse a lot better of what's happening in the legislature the red light camera ban bill that's been proposed again this year would obviously mess with Gulf Breeze and would preempt Pensacola's efforts to put in red light cameras that's kind of got them hung up right now. Is that bill going to pass this year, or do you know? I don't know. I think it has to be a – I think it's a – I'm pretty sure it's a House joint. Um, uh, is it an HJR House joint resolution, or is it a um, – I'm looking real quick. On the ballot. I'm looking real quick because I thought it was not. Has... But here, I'll, I'll see if I can figure it out, find it real quick. Um, but I'm not sure. But either, but it, so if it goes on the ballot, then it would be the voters would be deciding. I believe so. Yeah. Well, yeah. If it goes on the ballot, then yes. Okay. 
But I've, I've seen proposals where, where that's the case, where it's, you know, it goes in the ballot, the question of, you know, whether or not red light cameras should be appropriate. And we've had some proposals on that, you know, whether or not it's a constitutional question or not. So, um, you know, the fact that we've had these in the past, but they've never passed might be an indicator. Uh, but this could be the year. <laughs> I have no idea. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, that's, I mean, that's fair. And I know that's what we're all kind of waiting to find out, especially here in Pensacola as we're, you know, implementing this, but not quite yet. Uh, Alex Andrade, he is our state representative for District 2, uh, southern half of Escambia County, really like the southern quarter of Escambia County geographically, and then the beachfront properties in Santa Rosa County. Alex, as always, thank you for the time. Thanks for the explanations of things, and uh, we'll talk to you again next week. Thanks, Andrew.